0: You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Hello there and welcome to Locked On Suns, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Cal Nolson, your host of Locked On Suns. Welcome to another week of Phoenix Suns basketball. We bring you a 15 to 20 minute episode every weekday, Monday through Friday. Perfect for your trip to the gym, your actual workout at the gym, your trip to work. Even being at work, whatever you want to do with it. That we try to keep them short and compact for you guys, just to make them more convenient. I'm joined as always by my co-host Eddie House. Eddie, how was your Super Bowl Sunday? Oh man, it was good.
0: The game was fantastic. I, I didn't, I wasn't pulling for anybody either way, but I found myself kind of pulling for Tom Brady to get it done. Um, after they went down twenty-eight to three, I was like, "Oh, that's a garbage game, man!" And it ended up being one of the best games ever. Um, with one of the best performances of all time. So uh, it was really uh, it, it's really one of those things where you was watching and, and don't understand you're watching greatness, you know, and, yeah. and and now just appreciate the greatness that we see out there. So, uh, you know, big respect to, to both of those teams out there. And, uh, you know, what more can you say?
1: Yeah, it was one of those games where, like, momentum. I'm really a big believer in momentum in sports, and you could just see, like, Atlanta. Atlanta was probably the better team that night, but once – like New England got rolling. They just they couldn't stop it. They had no, no idea what to do, man. They were just lost. Matt Ryan, the MVP, just couldn't get a first down. It was it was crazy, man. It was a great game, though. Great way to end the football season for sure. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, we're about basketball though, folks, and the Suns played two games last weekend. They won 105-103 over the Sacramento Kings. Uh, that was Friday night, and then Saturday night on the Second game of a back-to-back, it was an ugly one in Phoenix. 137-112 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll be talking about both games, but first, let's get to the Kings game, the more positive one of the two. It was an ugly game. Uh, this was a game where I believe the two teams combined to shoot something like 25-30% in the first 9 or 10 minutes. Uh, the Suns only shot 42% as a whole, only had 11 assists. It was just really an ugly game, but it was a pretty finish. Uh, P.J. Tucker hit a huge transition 3 to put the Suns up, uh, I believe that was Devin Booker in transition who set him up and then the Kings came back, Darren Colson made a little jumper, but then Devin Booker uh, man, uh, that was more of the old Devin Booker we've seen where he doesn't really get that good of a quality look but didn't matter man, uh, he called bank or he called game, whatever you want to say, it went in and the Suns got a win Yeah they did, um, big
0: time performance there, the, the shot by P.J. Tucker over in the corner and then, uh, you know, just, just to have the, the guts and the the will to take that shot and the not being scared of the moment uh, And Devin Booker has been playing really good basketball of late um, love to see that continue. And it looks like it is. He's, he's getting into a good groove um, and uh, it's just one of those things where you, it had to go in. It was one of those shots where I was like, he's going to make this. Shot. I just had the feeling he was going <laughs> to make the shot. It just like that that's, the, that. that's how it was going for him. So, uh, you know, just a great night, man. Great win for the for the Suns. I uh, wish they could have continued, their. Uh, you know, after they lost the five in a row to get that win. I wish they could have continued on their winning ways, but, uh, you know, not able to do it this weekend.
1: Eddie, your trademark for this team, and I think the trademark for this season that I'm always going to remember looking back on it five to ten years from now, consistently inconsistent. Yeah, and we exactly. we look at uh, the Sacramento game. They don't play that well, but they, they really – fight, and they really show that they can hang around in the game even when it's ugly. They scored 15 points in the first quarter, but then came back with 34 and 30 in the next two quarters. Two guys I'm looking at here from the first game to the second game. Marquise Chris goes one for six, plays 16 minutes in that Sacramento game. Then he comes back in the Bucks game, 9 of 16, scores a career-high 27 points, had two blocks, six rebounds as well. And then T.J. Warren, 7 of 13, 21 points, got to the foul line. You're like, all right, T.J., here we go. Kind of get, getting that rhythm back from the regular season. Goes 5 of 18 against the Bucks. Had four assists, though, uh, but at the same time was 5 of 18 from the field. And you just see this all the time where uh, even, even uh, Eric Bledsoe, for example, uh, just had huge, huge games in January, and then he puts up two duds, honestly, because uh, the standards for him right now are so high for this team to win. And anytime he has an off night, they have a really good chance of losing. And uh, he had a rough game again in Milwaukee. But like, like I said, Eddie, just the consistency is not there for this team.
0: No, it hasn't been. And uh, for, for the Suns fans out there, when we were talking earlier last week about the the opportunity of maybe getting DeMarcus Cousins, uh, you see what Boogie did. Uh, went out there, boy, messed around and got a triple-double. So, this is – that, that's what we can get Suns fans if we're able to get him. Don't worry about the technicals and things like that. Just look at the production he could give us. Um, that was big-time performance by him. But back to the Suns. Uh, yeah, just like you said, consistently and consistent. You don't know what you're going to get from one game to the other. Uh, Booker played well. Bless old 20 points. Then he comes back against Milwaukee and just has this uh, straight dud. Like you said, man, 3-4-11 from the field, only 13 points. And then you say we talked about Marquise Chris. He had a phenomenal game, uh, 9 for 16, 3 for 5 from 3, 27 points career high, 6 rebounds, 2 blocks. I mean, he was very super, super active. Um, I like the fact that P.J. Tucker is, is playing. He's relishing in his role. You know, you don't run really too many plays for him, but he ends up with 7 steals, 4 rebounds, 13 points in 37 minutes. I like what, what, where P.J.'s game is headed right now.
1: Yeah, I I love the way PJ is playing, and I just keep. He keeps having these performances where I'm just looking at it and I'm like, man, if I'm a playoff team out there and I'm not willing to at least give up like a heavily protected first round pick or something like that, I I think they're crazy because he's really having a huge uh, impact on this team. But one thing I wanted to bring up here, Eddie, is the Suns' (laughs) defense, and they were solid I want to say in their own right for being like the kind of team that they were 30 35 wins whatever we were seeing in like December or November they had nights where they were playing really well defensively on and off consistently consistent like we said but ever since the new year ever since the start of 2017 they have been awful on defense uh ever since January 1st they are 29th in defensive rating they are allowing 113 points per 100 possessions that is bad news and the the horrible thing here is that uh, for them at least, is that their offensive rating is 109, and that is one of the best in the league. That is 10th in the league. So they found their identity in this new year being this offensive team, but what they've not been able to do is just have something like a below-average defense. We've seen all these huge performances from Bledsoe and Booker, but at the end of the day, they're giving up 137 points of the Bucks. and something else I want to talk about here, you can take really either point and run with it, Eddie, but I quickly want to say that we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think we got into a really good discussion about like, how guys like DeMar DeRozan, Kawhi Leonard, these super long, perimeter-oriented guys who also have some quickness to them. The Suns have no answer for him. even like a Harrison Barnes. Man, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he might be at the top of the list when it comes to length and speed and height on the perimeter. And the Suns had no answer for him at all.
0: Yeah, you know what? Nobody really has an answer for him. He's yep. playing phenomenal basketball, high-level He's one of those top five guys right now playing in the league that you will want. You will, you actually would say I could start a franchise with him, get him and use some, and, and he's the building block for your franchise because you could put pieces with him and he could do so many different things. He could he could bring the ball up, he could run the point, he could post up. He's just a, a really special player, and his length gives everybody problems. And I, but, but to the to your point about the Suns' defense, you give up sixty three, you let a team shoot sixty three percent from the field. That is unbelievable. In a game,
1: not in a quarter, like a, in that's a what quarter I'm that's absurd, but that's in a game. Right, for the game. That's unbelievable. I mean,
0: there's just no way that you could be satisfied with your effort if that's happening. I mean, it's just practice. Those guys are taking warm-up shots no hands in their face. Um, I don't know. It was just a, that's a staggering stat to see them shoot 63% for the game. I mean, no wonder they got beat by 25 it's because they weren't playing any defense like you been alluding to earlier. But, I mean, the Suns got to get it together. Their offense is coming along, but I don't know. They got they got to get it together, man.
1: The thing that stands out about the 137 points to me is that the Bucks shot 63%, which is insane, first of all. But they only made seven threes, and they had 29 assists. So that means you were just seeing a lot of layup line type stuff, a lot of just wide open uncontested shots, or just a lot of simple baskets, and scoring 137 points in today's NBA while only making seven threes, that's really unheard of. I would have to like take a deep dive to see how unprecedented that is, but I'm guessing it's pretty unprecedented. Like you said though uh, earlier, Marquise Chris had a career night. I think we're starting to just see more and more he's getting more comfortable each night. I think we even saw him uh, there was a rebound late in the fourth quarter, game was out of reach, but he took it and he grabbed and go, and he showed off his handle a little bit. And I think what we're seeing is that that type of Rudy Gay game that he was talking about—I know that's not the best basketball role model to have when you're looking to become a great player and everything—but you do see those perimeter skills starting to come out more and more every game. Yeah,
0: he, I like his evolution, of how, how he's evolving right now with his game. He's getting comfortable and he's getting confident. That's the main thing. That—that's why I was—I'm so high on him—is because of his ceiling. We don't know what it is. We don't know his basketball. We, we don't know. He doesn't even know. And we just keep seeing him getting better and better and doing things. We're like, whoa, that surprises you, that throws you off a little bit. But you like, that's amazing. And I think part of going to this this uh, shooting stars, uh, is, is it, isn't it it called the shooting stars, the rookie game? Rising stars challenge, rising Star. I want Yeah, yeah rising stars.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I call it shooting stars, rising they, stars. Oh, yeah, One of them stars, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I think being uh, selected to that team has is, is gave him supreme confidence, and has allowed him to try to kind of let itself go. He's in a comfortable role now. That's one thing he he is feeling. He understands he's gonna where he's gonna play, and he's going to play. Another, but but let's talk about. I want to talk about the Suns right now because uh, about the the bench. I don't understand how Jared Dudley plays in Milwaukee against Milwaukee, but then against the Kings, he doesn't play. Uh, 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 Dragon Bender doesn't play against neither T. I don't understand the rotation. That's, that's what I'm trying to get to. I I'm just I just can't get it, man. And I think that's part of the problem as well, is if you have an a inconsistent rotation, I think you're going to get inconsistent play from guys. Guys don't know if they're going to play or how many minutes they're going to play. There's nothing that, that, that it's, it's only a handful of guys that know for sure that they're playing X amount of minutes and they're going to be on the court every night. All the other guys are basically throwing, you know, just you're thrown in, in against this game. You're thrown in against another game. You're not playing at all for the next two games. It's just, that's, that's hard. That's very tough.
1: Bender was out with an ankle injury, but your point still holds up to me with the inconsistent rotations. What we're seeing, honestly, in my opinion is situations when the Suns believe they are either they either have a chance to win the game or their players are playing well and they don't really do anything else besides play them extended minutes. Devin Booker played 41 minutes on Friday night and then he comes back traveling from Sacramento to Phoenix and plays 38 minutes in a blowout. Uh, the game was really never closed. Devin Booker had a huge run at the end of the second quarter, uh, 28 points in less than nine minutes. I want to say I know we didn't lead with that or talk about it yet just because we're used to it by now, honestly. And the. The other matters are more interesting to talk about, to be honest. But what we're seeing is those guys are just playing really extended minutes and it's hurting everyone else. P.J. Tucker played 37 minutes. T.J. Warren played 37 minutes. Uh, Eric Bledsoe played 35 minutes when he was not playing good at all. Tyler Ulis played 3 minutes. Alex Len played 11 when Tyson Chandler had 5 points. Uh, he had 13 rebounds as well in 25 minutes. But the bottom line is, and that includes Dudley, is that we just don't know where this rotation is. And more times than not, It's the starters getting really these extended minutes, and this team is 19 games under 500. Playoffs are gone. It's it's time now in the season. We are past the point. I think we're 10 or 15 games into the point now. Really, where you have to be looking at nights like this where Bledsoe isn't playing well, and saying, "All right, let's give Tyler six or seven minutes here to really see what he's made of." And it's those times you need to take advantage of because this team is in a rebuilding situation right now, and. to even take it past that point of like the long-term outlook you're just talking about the present eddie these rotations are hurting the team right now not even down the line
0: right yeah exactly what's happening is you're not giving anybody any confidence and they're not being able to build on anything uh you know three minutes i mean you can't get anything done in three minutes tyler used place for three minutes seven minutes brandon Knight against Milwaukee. i mean i don't get it i just don't get it i don't know uh I, I just don't know the direction. Um, you know, that kind of is, is mind-boggling. It's the, the rotation. I think that's the biggest key, and that's that's the main reason why the team has been inconsistent, I think, is because the rotation's inconsistent, so you're going to get inconsistent play from certain guys, and some guys are going to play well. But it's a team sport, and it's from top to bottom, 1 through 15. Everybody has to be in and be accounted for, and I don't, I don't think that that everybody feels a part of this team like that.
1: No, yeah, I think you're right on that. Some guys are going to start to feel more separated from the team. I think especially Brandon Knight, who, I mean, he should never be playing under 10 minutes in a game. I don't care how bad he's playing. He's an important part of this team, and he should be playing. And It it just sucks to see it happen, uh, and it sucks to say that I just don't think we're going to get that clarity from the rotation until, the, until after the trade deadline. I think the Suns have a move or two to make that will clear up some space and make the rotations more clear, but... Either way after the trade-down, we're going to know. We're going to know either we're going to get more clear, crisp rotations and there's going to be a little bit more space for guys to get time or there's not going to be and they're going to hold this roster right now and it's just going to be this throughout the rest of the regular season because I don't know what else we should expect at this point because we're over 50 games in and we're still getting the same stuff. Uh, we will always be covering that same stuff here on Locked On. Suns, uh, we did not mention it, the Suns play tonight against New Orleans who are currently in some trade talks for Julio Loco for a lot of Interesting stuff going on NBA Twitter right now. We'll be recapping that game tomorrow for you guys. As always, talk to you guys then. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.